Getting hitched? There's a podcast for that, and you're listening to it. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast about all things wedding-y. It is the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. You already know that. I'm hoping, if not, it's a wedding podcast. I talk about weddings, and uh, I'm very excited today to be joined by a very special lady. We haven't connected before via the uh, talkie-talkie means, but I do follow her on all the social medias. She's a popular gal in the wedding community. Lauren Grove is the editor of Every Last Detail, and I love this. She described herself as a bride who was absolutely clueless. That's a quote at the beginning of her wedding planning journey. But by the end of it, she loved it so much that she became a wedding planner and then launched a very successful blog theeverylastdetail.com. Lauren, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I love that you admitted, like many a bride, that you went, what the hell? These things are hard to do. Absolutely. <laughs> I I got married young, my high school sweetheart, and so I didn't have any friends who were going to tell me, do this, don't do this hire this person, don't hire this person. So I went into it totally clueless, totally uneducated about weddings in general. Um, I This was in the day of, this was what, 2000, I got engaged in 2007. So I was planning my wedding all through 2008. So this was pretty much before wedding blogs were popular. Mm-hmm. I didn't even find out that wedding blogs existed until three months before my wedding. And by then I was screwed. Like I was, I was like, Oh, you can do things other than like, I don't even know what I did. Like nasty center, like nasty <laughs> tall centerpieces. I can do something else. Um, so options? I just, yeah, I mean, and I did everything that the big popular wedding website told me to do. And I still made mistakes and looking back on things, um, I realized that if I had just known more and if I had just been more educated about weddings in general, then my wedding would have been totally and completely different. Um, I mean, I hired a wedding planner and I'm all about hiring wedding planners, but I didn't hire the right wedding planner. Interesting. Um, I didn't know. Like I just, I, I got married in my hometown, which is actually where I live now, which is like podunk middle of nowhere. And I lived in Tampa, which is a, you know, more metropolitan area. But I thought that I could only get my vendors from my hometown. So therefore I was already (laughs) severely screwed because small town, nobody really knows what they're doing. Like it's, yeah. So I basically wanted to help other brides and prevent them from making the same mistakes that I did. And so I took a wedding planning class because I wanted to know the right way to do things. And I wanted to know, um, I wanted to have education about what I was going to be sharing with people and um, became a wedding planner and started planning and designing weddings. And along the way, started every last detail. And um, I thought it was going to be my wedding planning business. And it ended up being a wedding blog <laughs> instead. <laughs> um, so I, I had worked uh, planning and designing weddings for a company in Tampa. And um, I had this every last detail thing. And um, eventually it just became a blog. It became my business. And um, yeah, so now I blog full time. And my goal is to educate brides and help wedding vendors. And I love it. It's 
I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for my shitty wedding. <laughs> I, can we please put that on a t-shirt? I'm thankful for my shitty wedding. Oh yes. They're the quotes that I love. And you know what? Okay. Well, Look, so much to ask you, but I want to rewind a little bit because I know a lot of people are either hesitant about hiring wedding planners because of exactly what happened to you or are just worried about how to veto what's right. So let's rewind and think back to what made that wedding planner, as you said, the wrong wedding planner for you. Um, This is going to sound really bad. Come on. But it was because she... Actually, I don't really know how to put this. Oh God, I'm, I'm it was nervous. a combination of the fact that she was my mother's age, right? Okay, and um, she she was just very old school. So I don't really know how somebody would convey to you that they're like not old school to, in this day and age. I would say that it would probably be their website and their um, them like knowing what blogs are and like being <laughs> up on the up and like knowing what Instagram is. I feel like. If I was looking for a wedding planner today, those would be kind of like my indicators of somebody really knowing what is up in the wedding world. Right. Um, but back then, it was just kind of, what do you do? Like, websites, yeah, like, she had a website. Like, websites were really crappy back then. Sure. Um, so I probably couldn't have judged based on that. We went through, like, word of mouth in my town and everybody recommended her. So we were like, okay. But it was, it was like the mom's recommending to my mom. And like, she planned the wedding with my mom basically. Oh my and like, I didn't have much to do with it. And, um, that was my own choice mostly because I didn't know what I was doing. And because I was just, you know, like my mom was like lived around the corner from the wedding planner. So it was much easier. And, um, that just so, conjured, yeah, conjured I mean, up so many like, weird vibes for me because I just pictured this woman let me just and I, I don't know if this is who she is but now you said she's like a mum's age I pictured her wearing mum jeans I don't know where that came from she's probably not wearing jeans to plan a wedding who knows and I also pictured a tight a tight sort of bouffant hairstyle now this woman's not from the Brady Bunch clearly I'm picturing someone along <laughs> in Australia yeah, we would call yeah. her daggy a bit naff <laughs> Well, I mean, you're pretty close though. You're, you're pretty close. So, um, and she was like, she was, she, I mean, she presented herself very well and she was, um, you know, knowledgeable about like what the wedding process in general. But another thing that she did that was, um, that would be like a, that I would never do as a wedding planner today is she only recommended one vendor of each category to me. She didn't care about, what's your style? What's your, you know, like what, what style of photography do you like? And like, what style of flowers do you like? And anything like that. She only, she only recommended one vendor for each category. And, um, it was, I mean, she was like, yeah, yeah, they're in your budget. Yeah. So here's the one person I recommend looking back on it. She was probably getting kickbacks from them for yeah. recommending them. Yeah. Um, but so again, I'm going to go to my roller decks and I've got seven people on my roller decks and that's what we're going to get. Great. You're done. Book it. Yeah. Yeah. And as a wedding planner after that, like experiencing that, I always made sure to recommend at least five vendors to my brides so they could choose who was best for them. And I would always re- make sure to get a better feel for what your style is. What's your preference? What do you truly like? 
and what fits with your budget, which is what a wedding planner should do. So in terms of people being afraid of like a wedding planner kind of dictating your wedding, Mm. that's kind of what happened to me, but there's much better planners out there and there's ways to kind of make sure that you're hiring somebody who is going to be planning, helping you plan your wedding. A like really big misconception is that um, the wedding planner plans your wedding for you and you don't make any decisions. Whereas a wedding planner really doesn't plan your wedding for you. She just helps you implement the decisions that you make and helps you got helps to guide you along in yeah. your decisions and make educated choices. Um, I see them as like yeah. super information gatherers and people that can veto all the shit out that you don't need to spend time going, oh, there's too much time to go through. And also people that can deflect bad service because I always think, especially over the last year, and I've said this a few times on the wedding podcast, that the idea of wedding planners we thought was completely out of our budget, whereas actually it would have saved us a fuck ton of time when we were doing yeah. our wedding planning because – I spent hours, and even Rich and I were spending hours vetoing people and going, does anyone know if these people are decent or dodgy? I don't know. Whereas a wedding planner would come in and go, no, they suck, get rid of it, or yes, totally. amazing. So I, totally. I think they're in turn saving you a lot of time and money, but I'm going to call your lady Joan because I feel like she would be called Joan. Her uh, name did start with a J. Of course it did. <laughs> I think, you know, I just, so Joan, high pants wearing Joan. It's not about how people look, by the way. It's got nothing to do with it. But Joan, I feel like, you know, like you're trying to avoid planning your mother's wedding. So I love that this is a good point to come out. If you're going to learn anything from today's podcast is avoid Joan style wedding planners because they're probably not going to do you any good. Absolutely. A hundred percent. All right. Well, we are, I've got so much more to ask you, but the okay. good thing is you'll be back on the show to talk about something very exciting, which we're going to yes. tease because this is yes. what we're like. We're teasing yes. a very big announcement that's coming in the coming months, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to say much more. But you're going to be hearing Lauren's talk, Lauren's, Lauren's talking because I'm a professional speaker. You're going to be hearing her talking about wonderful things. But that's yes, what I'm very say. soon. Very soon. Can I even just say what it's called? Um, you can say. You can say what it's called. Maybe. Our Society. Our Society. Google it. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm building the buzz. Yes, I love it. I love it. If you're getting married, you're going to want to be a part of this thing. Let's just say that. Right. It is a QA and a episode today. So after this very short break in proceedings, we're going to come back and smash out a couple of answers to your wonderful questions. This is Save the Date Wedding Podcast. We'll be back in but a moment. Oh, this is delightful. Gosh, I love having a pal on board with me for Q&A. Thank you so much for being here, Lauren. Every last detail, it's theeverylastdetail.com if you are Googling right now, which you should be. Yes. Don't leave listening to the podcast. You can do it at the same time because if you're a woman, you've got many special capabilities in doing that. Um, Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited. I um, (laughs) am. I get sent some amazing wedding planning questions, relationship conundrums, and just strange shit sometimes, which I appreciate. I think people are starting to get used to what I uh, enjoy, and therefore they send awesome. it to me. So That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Not always wedding-related, but I welcome it. Uh, Alex contacted me via the Facebook 
And she says, Dear Alicia, I think, uh, I think I'm not the only one who loves your podcast more than my dog Cosmo. Every morning before I go to work, I listen to your podcast while walking the dog. And many times he ends up getting an extended walk. So I get a chance to listen to the entire episode. I love that. I love that too. Cause that's probably what I would also do. Yeah. Cause I love podcasts also. So I'm, oh, I'm so delighted you said that. I always like to ask people who, Alex, we're coming back to your question, I, I promise, uh, what they like to listen to. Can you name uh-huh. your favorite current podcast for me? Um, Startup was great. Mm. Waiting for the next round of that. Yes. And um, The Mystery Show, is that what it is? Yeah, it's the gorgeous. Mis- that what it's mystery yeah. Show is so cute. It's, it's, yes. it's worth a listen. It. Startup's it. awesome. It's if you are interested in well, I was gonna say business, but also just learning about the process of, of being an entrepreneur and Totally. Oh, it's and it just people. It's just great. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. It's very it's educational, but it's still just like really interesting because it's a whole story that's being told and um and then the mystery show because I love um mysteries, I guess. I really do like murder type stuff too but um the owl episode oh did you hear that yeah that I'm now afraid to go in my backyard because there are owls <laughs> and when I hear the owls I make my husband take the dog out because I'm like no the owls will kill you I'm not going <laughs> out there because I'm going to get killed by an owl so <laughs> so you have to if you haven't if you don't know what we're talking about mystery shows is great podcast where Stanley Klein comes on she's a journalist you might have heard her on this american life and she's amazing but she finds like a crazy mystery and it could be anything from i don't know like she's this was a whole episode about a number plate that her and her friend spotted and there's another one about a belt buckle that her friend found and he wanted to return it to its original owner which honestly nearly made me cry that episode actually i think i did on a bus so look it's amazing please just go and listen to it it's awesome yeah, yeah it's good uh question. sorry alex What's sorry we question? got carried away <laughs> okay uh she says my fiance and i are high school sweethearts and have now been together for 11 years we were considering eloping but have since decided to do a destination wedding in an all-inclusive package in jamaica Ooh, sounds delicious it's wonderful okay. because i am the ultimate bride chiller and want a stress-free wedding planning process. For the most part, I'm cool with not stressing over minute details and not having my hand in every aspect of the wedding. I do fear, however, that the day will be so bland and cookie-cutter that it won't be memorable. Oh, we don't pick our celebrant, we don't pick the photographer, and we don't pick the DJ. With so little control over the big things, I'm looking for small ways to make the day unique and more personal. Do you have any suggestions? I'd really appreciate your advice. Now, this is completely your area of expertise. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no pressure. So the thing about destination weddings is usually if it's um, at an all-inclusive resort, they should have some really good options for you um, in terms of like, I don't know what resort it is, but I know that um, like at Sandals, they like when you get to the resort, you go and you pick your, um, you pick your cake and you pick your, um, like finalize your flower choices. And they have like this whole wedding planning app thing where you can oh. go ahead and like view the centerpiece options and you really can personalize it. And it's something that I used to think that, um, you couldn't do. I thought it was all just very, very cookie cutter. And while you are still choosing from like packages, 
you're still able to um, put your own spin on it. However, I would recommend um, maybe a couple ways to infuse your personalities into the wedding would be um, favors. Mm-hmm. You could do like special favors that mean something to you and reflect you and your fiance. Um, like, I mean, not like stupid little like like little like pens or something. Like yeah, we don't want people to buy the, shit. I'm always saying thing. to people, don't buy shit. Don't yeah. waste your time yeah. buying don't plastic shit it. that people are never going to care about, or just chuck it in the bin. Use your brain. Absolutely. It. I mean, and it, it also it might depend on like what your situation is in terms of like bringing the stuff, depending on what it is. True. Um, but something, if you can think of something that means something to you and reflects your relationship and your life together. Um, that's a really great way to do that. Um, you could do, what else? Like, I I mean, it depends, again, it depends on the resort, do more personal vows. You could write your own vows if you'd like to make it more personal for you guys. Um, and depending on how many people are attending, um, you could also do, um, welcome gifts for people. You could do like little welcome bags. And then in that you could put like a bunch of really good personal stuff. So that could essentially kind of be your favor also. Um, and Lauren, there wouldn't be any, like you could basically do, if you've got a bit of a theme going with your invitations and menus and all that sort of stuff, there's nothing to stop you going around before the wedding kicks off in adding those personal touches to the tables and, and sexing it up a little bit with your own style. Yeah, absolutely. If, um, I would just, usually the resort will probably have things already made for you, but if you want to go ahead and, um, infuse your wedding theme or your personalities into your paper details, you could easily do that with the menu. Just ask the resort to provide you with the menu. I mean, you're going to know the menu, essentially. You should be picking the menu. (laughs) Um, so you can definitely bring your own items to the wedding. You could do um, like Mr. and Mrs. signs even, which are something that you could just like buy on Etsy. And then that could be something a little bit more personalized and unique mm. to you. Um, your invitations, again, like you could come up with a, a bit better of a theme than just like starfish and, and uh and sand dollars for a destination wedding theme, you could come up with a better um, theme or design and incorporate that into your invitation and your paper goods. I mean, you don't even have to do like the standard beach wedding theme. You could go with something totally different and just convey that to your team at the resort. And it would be my hope that they would, you know, not put the starfish on the table if you, if that's, if that's, not what you want, you know? So you can absolutely still have a more personal wedding if you're having a destination wedding. And I am all for destination weddings. Um, I think they're awesome. And then it's a way to keep things intimate and really enjoy your day because big weddings are not always the way to go. Um, and then when you get home, you have a party in your backyard and celebrate your marriage that way with your friends and, you know, have a barbecue and you're golden. What do you think about, you know what you're saying, Alex is saying about not meeting the, not picking the DJ, but that wouldn't necessarily mean she couldn't communicate to the DJ some music that she, they would like or uh, the, the tone. I mean, I feel like if you push a little bit and get a bit connected with the uh, planner at the resort, you might be able to really get some more info and just 
yeah get more involved yeah. without having to be crazy i love her bride chiller bride chiller is my word du jour it is like is it is yes it? <laughs> i am i i like to say creating a, a super army of bride chillers that's my whole goal in life now Oh, I love it. It I used to it. be to go on Survivor, but now because I'm an Australian <laughs> citizen, they just go, fuck off. We don't want you. So um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that before. <laughs> if anyone knows anyone that produces Survivor, we just oh. – anyway, uh, but bride chillers, that's what. And I love that Alex is like, yeah, this is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. But I love yeah. that she's trying to inject personality into it, and it's certainly something you should focus on doing. Right, and it would be my expectation that um, – having a wedding at a resort, they would, um, perhaps as you get closer, ask you to choose, you know, specific songs or, um, specific songs that you do not want played. Mm. That's probably also like the must, the must haves and the do not plays. I would say you can, no matter who your DJ is or no matter, um, what he or she does or the amount of communication you have, you should absolutely have that list no matter what. Um, but again, I bet you a couple weeks prior to the wedding, they will be contacting you to establish those, those boundaries, if you will. <laughs> um, but if, if they don't have those lists ready to go and yeah. send them to the planner at the resort. And I mean, sometimes you might have to kind of guide their hand a little bit into providing you with a more personal wedding, but there's nothing wrong with that because yeah. you're Regardless, you're still you're paying for a service, and exactly. Um, so yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with trying to make sure that your wishes are heard. Oh my gosh! And just do it in a nice way, and then if they don't listen, get a little bit more hard ass, and don't take no for an answer, but not in a psycho way. That's all. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> be be chill about it. Yeah. <laughs> we want the bridezillas, not the old bridezillas. Uh, yes. Alex, we wish you all the best in your beautiful wedding planning. And Jamaica, I'm available to visit if you need some extra help. I yeah, keep putting Jamaica's that out awesome. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamaica's awesome. Well, I've heard. I've never been, but uh, it's on my list. I want to play awesome. some of the. Okay, stop it. Um, all right. <laughs> hey, I've got a Twitter question from. Uh, I love this. I love her name at Nutty Nat eighty eight. Natalie asks me. She says, "Help." Trying to book an amazing band. Tried to confirm the booking, but now the band not replying to emails on Facebook. What to do? Mm. So entertainment people are a little bit difficult sometimes mm. because if they don't have like an office manager or someone handling their, their, their contact, they could very well be out of town like traveling, playing somewhere, um, and therefore not have access. Sometimes people in bands are a little <laughs> bit older too. So yeah. they might actually not have email on their cell phone. So um, they've still I got would, flip phones, a lot of them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So without knowing like the band themselves and, you know, maybe how popular they are, how not popular they are, or like um, I had a couple one time that booked, oh gosh, what kind of band were they? They were like a like a bluegrass type band oh, yeah. or something, and they were not very responsive whatsoever. And it's because they were a bunch of like old dudes, kind of. <laughs> and um, but they showed up, and Good. they, you know, they they were great to work with. Um, so I would say just kind of give them the benefit of the doubt. Keep trying to contact them, and if you don't hear from them, like 
in like a month from the last time that you contacted them, then I would give up and move on to the next place. But um, sometimes you do have to try to pick up the phone. So if they do have a phone number, um, email and Facebook might not be getting to them if they are out of the office. So um, if you are able to find a phone number, I would definitely say to go ahead and pick up the phone and give them a call. That is such great advice because I think so many people now, I, I'm I'm the first one to call, to make a call because I know as someone that receives a lot of email and a lot of Facebook messages that you, once, you know, they can pop up on your phone and you see them, you go, oh, I've got to reply to that. And if you don't flag it or it just gets lost in the internet either, oh my. you know totally. what it's like. It's oh crazy. my gosh. I'm horrible at email and um, Facebook messages, like Ugh. I miss Facebook messages all the time because I get so many. So, um, it's, yeah, sometimes the phone is just faster, more direct, and that's just the way to go. So give them a chance for yeah. sure. And like, if there is stone, a band that can't fucking work a computer, I mean, that's just the thing to go get in, get the message. If they're an awesome band, they're worth pursuing. And, uh, maybe also try from a different email address. You don't know if people, if they're bouncing or there's some sort of, if they're hopeless, it could be going to a junk mail. I don't know. Yeah, no, that too. Because sometimes, um, like I, I have somebody who like, for some reason I can't receive their emails and they have to email me from like their Gmail and I can't receive it from their, um, like their website email or something. It's so weird. Um, so yeah, try a different email, try your fiance's email if you need to. And, Mm. um, Try, send a smoke signal in some way to perform <laughs> if you need to. Or so. turn up at one of their gigs. I mean, if you get really desperate and you really want these people, find out where they're gigging and stalk them and then just go, for the love of God, we want to give you money to do a service for us. Do you want to do that it or not? Too. That too. You can totally do that too if they're that awesome. <laughs> well, Nutty Nat, uh, we, uh, we wish you luck. God, I hope that band comes. If not, send them to me and I'll find them. That's yeah. Okay. I'm good at hunting people down. Like, oh, that girl's ringing again. Fine. <laughs> just do the gig. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, now, we need to pick a name for my next uh, person because she has asked to remain anonymous. What would we like to call her? You can pick the name. Susie Q. Oh, Susie Q. I love it. Susie Q writes, first of all, can I just say, I'm just going to, I love, I like to read the praise first. I just want you to know this uh-huh. one. This is because it make, it feeds my ego. First of all, well, can I just say how much I love your podcast? Because I, capitals, love your podcast. I've listened since before I was technically engaged and it has been one of my main reasons I've been able to stay laid back and enjoy this whole wedding planning thing. Well, that's a nice compliment. My question is about invitations. Mm-hmm. Uh, how we can get out of inviting people without drama. I know you've addressed this before, but uh, I still, I love that she writes that. Uh, I still can't think of a way to avoid inviting my boss. I am a nanny and the kids are wonderful and I absolutely love them, but their parents are kind of elitist a-holes, to be honest. Ooh, I know they want to come. They've told me. Gee, that's a bit rude. So I think I have to invite them, but I feel so guilty seating them at my t- a table near anyone I actually like. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's funny. Um, we're having the same trouble with some of my fiancé's co-workers. Should I just seat them all, the obnoxious people, together? Please help. Thanks so much. Susie Q. Oh, geez. <laughs> so that so it's kind of two questions in one because yeah. um, A, should you even invite them and B, or like, and how to get out of inviting them, but B, like, if you do invite them, what do you do with seating? So A, 
I say don't invite them because a like you are paying for these people to eat and drink and be at this very special day. And, um, there's really no, they're probably not going to be in your life for your whole entire life or your whole entire marriage. I invited my coworkers and I definitely regret it because that was a whole table of people that were out of my life within a year of me getting married. And although they're surrounding you during this time of planning your wedding, um, they're not going to be surrounding you your whole entire life. And when it comes to who you invite to your wedding and who you have at your wedding, you want it to be people who are very close to you. Um, with that said, if they ask you why they're not invited or if they keep saying, oh, love, would love to come to your wedding, can't yeah. wait about your wedding, blah, 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 just tell them, just blame it on, blame it on your parents or right. whether or not they're paying for the wedding or not or blame it on your fiance or blame it on your venue. Say, oh, I'm sorry, we can only fit a hundred people and or, you know, blame, you feel free to blame it on someone else. If you have a wedding planner, blame it on your wedding planner. If you, um, definitely they don't have to know, like they don't have to know what the, um, the capacity is for your wedding venue. They don't have to know, um, that your parents are or aren't paying for your wedding. Mm. Um, or, you know, (laughs) I am a firm believer in the fact that everyone needs to understand that a wedding equals money and each food, each plate of food and each drink equals money that the couple and or their family are paying for. So, if you, depending on your personality, if you really are sick of them asking you, just say, hey, look, we don't have the money to invite every single person that we work with. So we've chosen we're not inviting our coworkers. Um, it's and, only close friends and family. And so. Susie Q has said that she, so she's the nanny of their kids. So maybe they should just step up That's and pay true. her more money. And um can't really say that but it's you I know. so I know. right i'm always yeah. you know i think the big message i bring on and everyone listening will be going oh here she goes again but obligation guests should not even factor into your mindset and you're right are these people worth if you're going it's a hundred bucks a head are these people worth two hundred dollars no it's probably bloody weeks worth looking after their pesky kids so i would say Seriously. ditch them and you're not, yeah. you're not going to be a nanny, well, unless you're some sort of super nanny, which I'm sure you are, but you're probably not going to be nannying for them for the next 20 years. That Absolutely. Weird. Absolutely. Just tell them that, you know, you have a limited number of guests that you can invite and just say like, blame it on your parents, mm. blame it on your parents, blame it on your fiance, like blame it on someone else if you need to. If you're like me and you prefer to avoid a confrontation, that's what I would do. Just pass the buck. But- I like it. If you have, if you do invite them, if, you know, maybe money is no object to you, maybe you really just don't care, um, then yeah, put all of the coworkers <laughs> at one table together. Put your fiance's coworkers and them at one table. Who cares? Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's what we did. That's what, that's what we did. That's what I did. I put, it's done. The jerk table. Cause, if they, Cause they don't know anybody else, you know? So. If you have multiple other people who don't know anybody else except for one another, then you get put at this table. No big deal. But um, I feel like it's just really not necessary and people need to stop asking people to be invited to weddings. It's That's just so, like absurd. It's so rude. It's like yeah. an amateur hour rudeness. And the yeah. fact that they 
you know, like she's saying, are elitists and have their judgy ways. It's, I'm totally reading mm. a lot more into that email, but I think I'm right. That you know, uh, how dare they? If they yeah. manners, manners, that's not how it works in society. Yeah. Well, Susie Q, write back and tell us what you're doing because I'm fascinated. And yes, if you I would up, like to know also. We're both into <laughs> it. And if you end up having the a-hole table, we're going to call it, uh, I want to know about them as well. Sit them near the back, yeah. near the toilet door. That's that's where mm-hmm. they can be. Uh-huh. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> I think the real, the real win, we both agree, the real win would not be having them there at all. Because I think you don't want to have anyone at your wedding that you have to fake smile or pretend to be happy to see. Absolutely. And you don't want to look back on your photos and and see people that aren't, that don't mean a lot to you yeah. for your wedding day. Or and you don't want to name. look back. Yeah, exactly. You don't, exactly. You don't want to look back on your wedding day and, and not have people who are a part of your life like every single day. Mm. So that would be my rule of thumb. It's a great rule of thumb. I'm with you on that. Oh, look, what a great episode. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was good. (laughs) I, I mean, I liked it. You liked it. We can say it's a great episode. So, like, you get to the end of your blog post and go, "That was a great blog post." I mean, it's it's a little on myself, but I'm delighted that you've joined me today. Thank you so much, Lauren, for coming. If give give a massive plug for your now. As I said, we've got things coming in the future which we'll be plugging as well, a separate additional thing. But for your blog, how do we find you? Follow you? Get in touch. Um, my website is theeverylastdetail.com. Um, on Instagram, I am every last detail blog. And basically if you just Google every last detail, everything should come up. Uh, That's usually (laughs) what I say. She's going to go through. I always make people go through about 28 social media accounts and they usually say exactly what you say. Just go to the blog, follow the links. We're all in the modern society. Go to the blog, follow the links, just (laughs) Google it. No, no big deal. But and the only reason I say that really is because my Twitter handle is different than my Instagram handle oh. because Twitter only allows you so many characters. I and know. yeah, so let's not, that's a whole other story. But um, yeah, I, just I, every last detail. I have to be saved the date PC because the word podcast, it would be saved the date podcast. Huh. Yeah, yeah. It's oh. so Twitter. It's and so I can't do, uh, if you just think about save the date, STD, I mean, it's just a sexually uh-huh. transmitted disease acronym. So I mean, it would probably get a very different sort of audience to what I'm trying to look for. It probably would, <laughs> other than pe- wedding people who already know what STD really means. Yeah. I mean, mine. We're all up for <laughs> pro-positive sexual health, but I don't think I need to really – it's a different scene. Anyway, so, all right, well, thank you. Look, that's a weird way to end our <laughs> interview. But that's yeah. the Alicia Save the Date Wedding Podcast experience. <laughs> Story of my life. fine. <laughs> Um, well, thank a, you for having me. Oh, what a, a delight. It, it's been such a pleasure, and I'm really looking forward to learning more about your next adventures with Isle Society. It's really exciting, and um, and uh, we're not going to say any more because I'm bursting. <laughs> if you want to get in touch, visit savethedatepodcast.com. If you have a question like the wonderful Alex, Susie Q, and Nutty Nat, I'll answer it and hopefully get a wonderful expert like Lauren on to help me. Until next Monday, take care. Happy days. Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.